the way that we manage our money, especially if our spouse has a different mindset than us, can really create a lot of challenges in that relationship. Boy, howdy. I am absolutely allergic to fixed mindset. When I hear somebody say, I can't, I won't, I don't, I'll nevers, I'm just like, what are you talking about? We started to make small steps together. And then in that process, my mindset totally shifted. Are you a six-figure household, but you're struggling to build wealth? Money isn't a problem, yet you don't have a financial strategy. You and your spouse just can't seem to get aligned, and it's holding you back. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to this episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we're talking about the challenges that can show up in your marriage when you have a different money mindset than your spouse. Yes, so good. But first, a quick announcement. Coming soon on September 26th, so just a couple weeks from now, we will be hosting a live online event for couples. So if you're married and you make or spend money, then you need to be at this event. We'll be sharing more details over the weeks to come. You want to mark your calendars and don't miss it. It's going to be completely free to you, but packed with value. This is going to be something that can absolutely change your marriage. And we will be giving away things that you will only get if you're at this event. So you're going to want to make sure that you're there because this will set you and your spouse up for success when it comes to money. And just your marriage in general, like we say all the time. The skills that you learn from listening to this podcast, attending our events, working with us, it translates into all these other spaces of your life. So join us for the Financial Foundation's Trust Building Workshop, September 26th. Get more information at the link in the show notes. Sign up for our newsletter and make sure that you don't miss any information about this great event. Like Dylan said, there's going to be giveaways. There's going to be more stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. Yeah. And with that, let's get into today's episode, dealing with different money mindset between spouses. I mean, we've dealt with this. We totally did. When we first started dating, I definitely saw that we were in a different money mindsets. We'll get into a lot of the reasons why these things exist, but like I was working an outdoor education job where you get, you make no money at all. It's a great job. It's awesome. One of the best decisions I made, but you're living in glorified poverty when you do those sorts of jobs. Meanwhile, you have a business degree and you're working as a manager in a retail shop. It's very different. I mean, I wasn't making like the most money. Well, you could see a positive path forward where I don't know what the path is in outdoor education. At the same time, 10 years ago when we actually were dating and in it, We didn't know about abundance versus scarcity mindset. We didn't know about money mindset or any of that. But we did live out the differing in viewpoints and the ways that we just we saw the world were very, very different. And it's going to be the same for you and your marriage. Even if you grew up in very similar socioeconomic backgrounds, households, you could have lived on the same street. Have a different mindset. But you have a different mindset for a lot of different things and definitely with your money. Yeah. So it's really important to recognize that we all have these different money mindsets. We have different reasons for how we come to different conclusions, beliefs and whatnot. But we want to honor that in each other as well and not necessarily say, oh, well, you got a scarcity mindset. You're the one holding us back. That's not it. No, it's it, I would say actually awareness is such an important piece of this. Maybe you don't even know that you have a scarcity mindset. And so this is going to help shed some light on it. And awareness is the first step of moving forward and building on that. So I think it's really big. 
I would love to jump back to us for a minute though. I think back to when we were dating and you would want to go out on a date and if dinner costs more than like $15 a plate, that made me uncomfortable. It did make you It made really me so uncomfortable, uncomfortable when we were dating because yeah. I couldn't afford that. You were buying dinner. That made me uncomfortable. I knew I couldn't afford it. I couldn't enjoy myself. You couldn't so enjoy yourself. It was tough. Yeah. And so that detracted from the whole experience and that would create a lot of tension and frustration in our relationship. And But we didn't have the words to have the conversation and say, hey, this makes me feel X. And we just didn't have those conversations. Right. And I bring it up not because I want to like shed a bad light on the, the past relationship, but mostly to make people aware of this. If spending money makes you feel a certain way, you need to explore that. Yeah. And it might be deeper rooted in something like scarcity. And that's something that you can work out of. I am someone who's gone from scarcity to abundance. And we'll talk about this in a second, but not in the woo-woo way. Not the like burning incense and holding crystals and money just flowing to me you know it's like a realistic abundant mindset yeah Yeah. so that's a great segue so what is a money mindset what does that even mean yeah our definition of a money mindset is that it's how you think about money your relationship with money Mm -hmm. and the actions that you end up taking yes so how you think about it and feel about it impacts the way you actually manage your money. Correct. It's not just the internal, it's the external actions that will be taken because of your mindset. Because my mindset will dictate what I want to do next. If I'm in scarcity, I might want to save, but I could be in scarcity and want to spend. It may make me do a lot of things, but that that feeling will result in actions. So let's dive into the two different types of money mindsets. So we have one, an abundant mindset, And then to a scarcity mindset, which we've already referred to a little bit. But Rebecca, do you want to dive into these for us? Yeah. So an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset, those terms, I think, are really vague. And Mm -hmm. I know for me, even when I first heard them, I was just like, what does that even mean? And it just feels like more jargon. But instead of in the Finbro way, it's in like the woo-woo doesn't really mean anything way. And so I found that really frustrating. So I really... (laughs) I really worked very hard to try to understand this, to make it tangible even for myself. Because it's like, I feel like there's something there. But a a lot of people who talk about abundance and scarcity, they're just like, oh, well, you just don't believe your worth. You've got to call in money. You've got it like you're saying. Like the universe speaks to you. Woo, woo, you know, all this junk. And it's like, it's absolutely not that. Um, That is actually a very, I think, That's a dangerous path to go down. Well, I think what the problem with that, and I don't want to go too far down this, is that it sounds really great because you don't have to do anything. Yeah. That type of like abundance mindset is like, oh, I just have to will it and it'll show up. And that's great because so many people don't want to work. But if you're here listening to this podcast, we're going to tell you to have an abundant mindset, you have to do the work. Yeah, you are. You have to fulfill it, right? Yeah. Like you have to actually make it happen. So what I ended up coming to to define these and make it really concrete, if you've ever heard of a growth or a fixed mindset, mm. that's really what we're talking about here. A growth mindset is your, an abundance mindset, but when it comes to your money. So if you have a growth mindset when it comes to finances, then you're in abundance. If you have a fixed mindset, then the way that you view money is going to be scarcity. Yeah. So it's a really simple way of helping you determine if you're in that mindset or not. But what does even that mean? Great, because I was about to go there. Yeah, Yeah. What is a growth mindset? A growth mindset is someone who, like we talk about all the time, 
It's all about focusing on room to improve, opportunities. It's about how you view your ability to grow. You view your skill set and your capabilities as something that you're able to improve over time. You can work on it. If you're not good at something today, you can be better at it tomorrow. That's really what a growth mindset is. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know yet. I will have to learn how to do this. Things of that nature. Exactly. Those are the types of terms that you're going to hear somebody with an abundance mindset use. As opposed to scarcity, that fixed mindset, people who think like this are going to use terms more like, I can't. I, I don't know. I'll always be broke. I'll never get a raise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, things that are in the finance term here, those are easier for me to spot out at least. Exactly. And so they feel as though the conditions that they're in right now, the way that they are now, that's just it. They were born with the skill set that they have. If they don't have a natural proclivity to something, if they're not naturally good at something, that just is what it is. You're fixed where you are. And like we already said, they're going to use a lot of these terms like I can't, I'll nevers, etc. It's also dripping in negativity and fear. Yes, definitely. I think the fear base is really important to focus on. I think a lot of people in scarcity are afraid of losing what they have. They got to a certain level and they're not sure if they lost it, if they could get back there. And that really scares them. Yeah. Regardless of how much money you have, how much money you make, you can be in scarcity or abundance. Sure. It's really a matter of just how you view your circumstances, regardless of how much you actually have. So if you believe that you can be better, that's abundance. But if you're all about like, I could lose it all. I'm scared of risk. I'm scared of all of this. I'm scared of failing. That's all going to be a scarcity mindset. And that's really a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Something I was just thinking about too is someone who's at the point in their life where they're giving a lot of money, that's someone that you would think of as who has an abundant mindset because they're like, they're willing to give it away because they know that it can come back. They're not afraid. They're not the person who's hoarding every penny. They're willing to go out into the world and share what they have with somebody else. But then you can get into some really interesting spaces where some people might be really abundant in some ways and then very much in scarcity in others. Yeah. It's interesting how it can kind of manifest in certain places and not others. It's just an interesting way to look at ourselves and say, what is my relationship with money? How do I think about money? And then how is that impacting the way I'm actually managing it? Yes. So the way that we manage our money and due to our mindsets, especially if our spouse has a different mindset than us, can really create a lot of challenges in that relationship. Boy, howdy. Right? Like if I if I have a scarcity mindset, Rebecca's got a, an abundance mindset. When she says something, it might set me off and I go into fear mode and we're going to butt heads. That's going to cause a lot of problems, especially if we have two different mindsets. Yeah. Ask us how we know. I mean, we really did experience a lot of that when we were going through it. We didn't know what we know now, yeah. which is that you were in scarcity and I did have an abundance mindset. And so that made it really challenging. It created a lot of friction where I felt like I could do this and you felt like you couldn't. Right. So we were just like, okay, so then what do we do? Well, and I think let's let's give another example. So we gave a micro example of dates, but then we got engaged and this is where we got really serious about finances together. And Rebecca's thinking or saying to me, I really would love to buy a house. And I'm like, hold the brakes now. I got a bunch of student loan debt. We can't be talking about a house. It scared me thinking about a house. You really were like, I don't think I'll ever own a home. I mean, those were the words you used. I don't remember that, but I believe that's what I said. Yeah. You're like, I don't think I'll ever own a home. Because the thing you were just like, how could I? 
Yeah. To you, it felt like something that you could never do. And so, I mean, I'm allergic to it. I I am absolutely allergic to fixed mindset. It just makes me squirm when I hear somebody say the things that we talked about earlier, the I can't, I won't, I don't, I'll nevers. It gets a reaction in my chest where I'm just like, what are you talking about? Because it's always, for me, in an abundance mindset, it's I haven't yet. I don't know yet. I will learn. How can I? And like looking at the ways that we, I can make things happen. And so you're right. That was the first big time where it was like, whoa, we see things different. Yeah. And we were able to work through it, obviously. Yeah. I think the biggest thing was that it was like, well, just because I want to buy a house, I totally understood. Yes. With where we are today, we cannot buy a house yet. But that's the way the abundant person thinks is it's just a matter of time. I will get there. And so that's how we ended up crossing that bridge and coming together. Let's focus on what we can do now mm-hmm. to get us to that position. And that's how you really started to pull yourself into abundance where you were like, oh, OK, yeah, let's just take care of this block that is making me mentally say that's totally off limits. I don't see that as ever being a possibility for me. Yeah. If you break that down a little bit more, too, there's an idea of sometimes when the goal is so big, it seems impossible. But when you break it down into micro goals, all of a sudden, all you have to do is make one step. You don't have to travel a thousand miles yet. Yeah. And so literally just taking the first step can at least show you that you can start doing something. And then you'll take another step and another. And eventually you look back and you go, wow, I did all that. And that's exactly what happened yes. is that we we started to make small steps together and then that in that process, my mindset totally shifted. Yeah. So if you feel like you're in the relationship and you're in abundance and your spouse is in scarcity, there it is right there for how you can really overcome it is focus on what you can do today and make it bite size. Right. Because if you do look at these big things and you're the big dreamer in the relationship and you just see what's possible, the world is full of possibilities for you. And then your spouse is in scarcity and they're just like, no, we can never like this is just impossible. You have to shrink it down a little, you know, so that it feels approachable for them. Yeah. And eventually they'll catch up with you. And then the next thing you know, they're building businesses in their head as much as you are. Yeah. Well, you you meet them where they're at and you show them that it's possible to take the first step. And then like there's there's that one saying it's like if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, go together. So by getting the other person in, this is why combining finances is so important, why working together is so important. Because yeah, if you wanted to do this by yourself and you had the abundant mindset, then you could go pretty fast by yourself. But if you want to go really far, then you're going to want to do it together. You've got to slow down exactly, and take the time to for both of you to get on the same page and understand each other enough and learn to speak each other's language so yeah. that you can go far. Yes, absolutely. But we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit. We do want to still share with you what it can really look like. Yes. What is this friction? And we've kind of hinted on it, but let's just point them out really directly. So the first thing is, is that you feel like uh, you just are speaking a different language. Because you are, like we're talking about, It's a lo- has a lot to do with the words that you use. Right, I can't versus we haven't yet. Totally different languages. They same situation. Same situation. You're both confronted with the same set of problems, or you might see 
opportunities depending on who you are, but you're going to see it differently and you're going to speak about it differently. Yes. And so if you feel like, you know, you're just talking about completely different things, you're on totally different wavelengths. It's like the turtle in Finding Nemo. He's trying to speak to me. I know it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. There's words coming out, but we just, we're just not seeing eye to eye here. So um, you might feel that way sometimes when you're trying to align things financially, you're trying to work together, but you just aren't being, you just aren't able to see eye to eye. Yes. Another one is struggling to agree on the same priorities or goals. Kind of like Rebecca and I were just talking about, I'm concerned about debt. She's thinking about the house and I just, I can't even see myself being there, but she's already five steps ahead of me. And she's like, I know the debt's not a big deal. We'll get through that. But we're moving to this. In my mind, the house is the next real objective here. Yeah. Exactly. So if you feel like you can't agree on priorities, that really might be a sign that you are working from completely different money mindsets. And that's why you're struggling so much to decide where to put your financial energy. Yes. The next thing is that instead of responding to each other, you're just reacting to each other. Right. And that's definitely going to create a lot of friction because reactions are I wouldn't say always lead to a fight, but it's going it's not going to lead to a good conversation. It's at least going to lead to an argument. Yeah. Again, ask me how I know. I used to be really bad at this as the person who was from the abundance mindset. Like I said, I was allergic to I can't do that. And I would react to it. I wouldn't respond to it. I wouldn't meet you where you were at. I would just be like, what do you mean you can't? I can't. And I mean, I could just hear. I mean, I love you, dad. But dad, my, my dad is why I'm this way with those mm-hmm. words. It was not allowed in my house. And so like that was that would be how I could would kind of react. It's just like, what do you mean you can't? What does that even mean? And, you know, it would really make me just argumentative. Yeah. And it wasn't great. And I'm not proud of it. But if you can see yourself in that, then you can recognize that you have to you have to cut it off. You have to like recognize the pattern so that you can change the pattern. And I was reacting and I've since learned how to respond. And that has helped us so much in our marriage. I can't even tell you. Mm -hmm. It's just a good reminder that everybody has to do work here. Like no matter what mindset you have, have, there's work to be done uh, in, in the process because it's not like the pointing fingers thing is if you point a finger, there's three coming right back at you. So you gotta be careful about that sort of action. If you're gonna start blaming people, it's gonna get you in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. If you're sitting here listening to this podcast, you're like, I'm in abundance and my spouse is in scarcity. And so it's their fault that we're, <laughs> that we're in this. And it's just like, oh baby, no, let me just tell you right now, that's that that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then finally, the last thing way that you might be seeing this friction show up in your relationship, the challenges that it's creating is that you genuinely, you just don't understand why they're using money the way that they're using money. However, they're spending it, saving it, et cetera. You're just like, why would you do that? If you ever feel yourself asking that question, it might be a very big difference in uh, priorities, but in money mindset. Right. And I think this is this is where the real opportunity comes in is that you can reach out and learn about why your spouse is doing what they're doing with money. Yeah. That's so important. You don't understand it. So you need to work to understand. Be curious here. Like be very curious and and not not in like an accusatory way. Just I want to know uh, that seemed very important to you. Walk me through that. I want to understand why that's important to you because I would have looked at it like this. 
And it's just a, your tone of voice and the way that you ask the questions can be so important when you're, you don't know what's going on well, with your spouse. Yeah. You want to understand. I actually want to know what makes you tick. How do you think? Mm-hmm. And because once you can understand how your spouse thinks, what their money mindset is, where they're coming from, and what really does motivate them to do what they do with how they manage money, then that's where you guys can really find the commonalities and you can work, start to work towards the future that you want together. Yes, absolutely. Because the thing is, is that whether you're in an abundance or a scarcity mindset, what really matters here is why you're in abundance or why you're in scarcity. And it's really interesting because for me, if you've been a listener for a while, you know, I was brought up in a household where we didn't have much. It was classic bologna sandwiches and ramen noodles. And it was nothing fancy. Like that was just my childhood. Everything was very, very simple. And I've definitely gone through life having to fend for myself in a lot of ways. However, I still had an abundance mindset. And I think a lot of times the narrative, we talk about privilege a lot. You must need to be privileged to have an abundance mindset, but you absolutely don't. It's all about just the way that you view your ability to rise above whatever your circumstances are to be able to improve it. Right. Because people with similar backgrounds can have two different money mindsets like we were talking about earlier. So someone who grew up in the same situation as you could just say like, this is how it is. And this is how it's always going to be. It's always going to be hard. I'm never going to get through this. But you came I'm never going to get out of here. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, and I've had a very different upbringing. I grew up in like a a comfortable middle-class setting and I went to the private school and everything, it was kind of easy for me, you know? And then I think in a, in a sense, it was like situational mindset. I put myself in a situation which created scarcity in my life. After, after college. After college. Yeah. yeah. And so things like that can happen, but, but you can do things to prove to yourself that you don't have to be in that mindset at all. Yeah, I think it is a matter of, you know, reinforcing certain thought patterns in the sense that you were brought up a certain way, but then you made a choice to work in a field where you weren't making a whole lot of money. And then that ended up maybe reinforcing any scarcity that you already had, as opposed to, for me, growing up in a position where like we didn't have much, I was like, well, I don't have anything to lose. So it was like, risk to my views on risk, for instance, or were just very different. You know, like I don't have that far to fall. So (laughs) so it's not a big deal. You know, it is very different when you have nothing to lose. You're willing to do whatever it takes. Meanwhile, again, like that is a scarcity mindset is like you're afraid of losing what you have opposed to someone who's like, if I lost it, I could gain it all back and then some, you know, that's a different, different mindset. It's just so complex. And this is what makes it so interesting. But then at the same time, while I felt like I didn't necessarily have so much to lose, I did have to always live with that mindset that I am my own safety net. No one's going to catch me. And so I had to, that's what like reinforced like the hyper independence and things like that. There's just a lot of dichotomies really going on. And it's important to just work to understand your spouse's different experiences with money, why they think about money the way that they do, what their experiences were growing up, what their experiences were stepping into adulthood all those sorts of things so that you can start to speak the same language, meet each other where you're at. And like I said, just start to build the life together. Yeah. And a lot of times we do things out of motivations, whether it's fear motivation or or goal motivations. Your spouse might be acting a certain way because they're afraid that if something happens, they're going to lose it all. So they're, they're trying to protect what they have. And so it always seems as though that when you start to understand the story more, you have more 
leniency with what's going on. Not to say that you're going to give people a pass if they're really screwing up, but it's like, I really understand why you got there. Let's work through this together now. And by by showing up and show, saying that you care for somebody and understanding their situation, they're more willing to also maybe make some adjustments of what they're doing so that it makes you feel better too. This is the whole part of talking about money where you're showing your spouse compassion and working to understand and not judging. You just want to know them more. Right. Because by letting them open up, not judging them, et cetera, you really develop this financial intimacy and you've built that trust with them, then everything is just going to be so much easier and your progress is going to be that much greater by understanding your fears, but also your goals and things of that nature. Then that means I can help you work through your fears. And I can help you work towards your goals. Also, you know, if you have an abundance mindset and you believe that you can change and you can grow and you can improve, then I really want you to remember that if you believe that for yourself, then you need to believe that for your spouse. That's great. That's real good. You need to recognize that wherever they're at, they can grow and improve too. Not that we're necessarily, you know, trying to change our spouses, but I'm sure that they don't want to be in scarcity either. But it's really just important to know that this is where we can give each other grace and and the space to grow. And so you have to understand if you believe that you have the ability to outgrow your current circumstances and to change the trajectory of your life and make things better, then so does your spouse. And you're going to be that much more effective when you understand each other and you start really working together. Yeah, I really have enjoyed this conversation. I feel like we've shared a lot of great ideas here. And the one thing that I really want to come back to and reiterate is if you are the spouse with the abundant mindset, and if your goal is the house on the hill, meet your partner where they're at and help them take that first step, getting them away from scarcity and to show them that one step at a time, they can improve their money mindset and start to see the world the way that you see it. And the same applies if outside of the abundance versus scarcity mindset. But if you're the one who's more financially interested, same applies. Yeah. Is that you need to meet them where they're at. Find out what their interests are. Find what motivates them. Find out what their fears are. Find out what it is that's just going on with them so that you guys can actually start to work together. Because like we're saying, that is going to have such a bigger impact overall and make you more effective in actually building the life that you want. Yeah, fantastic. So having a different money mindset than your spouse, yes, it can be challenging. We know firsthand and what it takes to really work through it. We're just here to tell you, like everything else that we've talked about, it's worth working through. It's worth figuring out so that you can both live in abundance Yeah, and have that abundant marriage that we talk about. I mean, that's literally the title of our couples coaching program is the abundant marriage. It's what we want you to have. Yeah. And before we close out today's episode, if you like this episode and you haven't left us a review, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We'd love to know what it is about this podcast that you like. And if you listen on Spotify, just make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you want to learn more about an abundant marriage or just about us, working with us, make sure that you head down to the link in the show notes so that you can attend the Financial Foundations trust building workshop september 26th you're not going to want to miss it you're really going to get a taste for what it's like to work with us you're going to get to learn from us live it's going to be so awesome more details are to come but go to the link in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter so that any updates will go straight to your inbox 
But that's it for this episode. So until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.